0: Excuse me, guys. It's Emmett. So I don't know about you, but uh I feel like sometimes my photography gets stale. And it gets stale because my photography is largely shaped by uh the seasons and where I happen to be working and what visual presentations are available given those conditions. So... Um, I don't know. I only work in the hoop house in the wintertime. So that has a certain palette and a certain set of compositions. And these days I'm working up under a tarp on the hill and I'm still figuring out where to photograph there. It's actually a pretty difficult place to photograph. Uh, and so, <clears throat> excuse me. And so, to a large extent, when things get shaken up at the change of the season or a change where I'm working, things can feel fresh for a little bit, but then can start to feel stale as I sort of reach the pinnacle of figuring out how to use the situation And then hopefully things feel fresh again as new opportunities present themselves. You know, there was a picture I did a little while back of a thumb scoop resting in amongst a bunch of branches of flowering quince. And that happens only once a year. We force those branches in our kitchen a couple weeks ago. The blossoms come out. I have a couple days and that scoop happened to be carved and it happened, I happened to walk over there, to look at it and realize that I could, the scoop was small enough, I could prop it in. So that was a fortuitous moment that could only happen in that one moment in time. And one way that I have found to help keep my images fresh is simply to look back through the archive of images that I've made now for the last four years, because for the last four years, I've been taking multiple photos a day, often many, many photos, and I've deliberately kept a small uh, SD card on my camera that can only, when it's capturing raw images as well as JPEGs can only capture, I think, can't remember exactly, 35 to 60? I think it's 60 images, which is a tiny number of images. But what that means is that I am forced to, excuse me, to go and delete images regularly in order to have room to continue taking photos, which means that by the time the card is totally full and I don't have anything else that I want to delete, when I transfer those images to my computer, it's all the best images. It's like already been pre-culled. And so that means when I'm going through my images, they're on my computer. They're the best of the best. And there's some really cool things that I used to do or that I did that one time that the opportunity presented itself. And I think the key is, first of all, to remind yourself that certain things are options, and also to remind yourself to be looking for those opportunities, those, those moments when the something is happening, often something that is fleeting, and you can capture it as part of uh, either by itself as a photograph or as part of Documenting your work. One example that just occurred to me, not that it's ever happened to me, but if this should ever happen, is sometimes when I'm walking down the road where I walk the dogs here, um, and it's raining. If I capture it, if if, I, if my timing is right, and it's only happened one or two times, I come across the plume of water that's forming and running its way down the hill, and I actually can catch the sort of I captured I come across the 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 front of that water moving down the hill. Once it's passed it just becomes a stream of water going down the hill, but at a certain point something has to be first informing that. And several times now I've seen this uh, you know Hung of water extending its way down the hill in the channel on the side of the road. It's a really cool moment. And if I happened to have a spoon that needed photographing, capturing that moment with the spoon would have an energy that nothing else would, and it would be this amazing moment in time as well. And that's the sort of thing that I think going back through my photographs and recognizing the times when I did capture something that was fleeting like that, even if it wasn't so fast moving but something like those blossoms, or something like the time my kids drew in the snow, and, uh, and that got captured in a photograph. You know, they drew in the sort of dusting of snow on the, on the porch, different things. And going back through my archive uh, has a way of rejuvenating my eye for things. The other thing that I can do is to rearrange stuff. Rearrange furniture in the house, clean up the house, to a certain extent doesn't have to be totally, totally clean. But cleaning up the house opens up many more places for photographs to be taken than previously were. You need space in a photograph, and you need uh, you need space around an object that you're photographing. If it's crammed in with other objects, your eye doesn't know what the photograph is about. And so the more you can strip down the spaces in your house, particularly those that might present themselves as good places to take a photograph, the more opportunities you're going to have, the more options you're going to have, and the more you're going to be able to capture those those fleeting moments have a bouquet of flowers somewhere, or you know, one of my favorite places to work is in the kitchen because, by its nature, it's constantly being sort of stripped down to bare counters, but then also accumulating little things just from the act of living. Cut a cut-up tomato here, a bowl of cereal there, and those things tell stories, and they have the space around them that you need. So... Uh, those are my tricks for, for trying to keep my photography fresh and have it be compelling long after uh, I don't really care about the spoon anymore at all. Because when I look back at my photographs, the things that I care about are the photographs that have nothing to do with my spoon carving, and then also the photos of my spoons where what else is in the frame tells the story, not just the spoon itself. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.